0: And joining us now to talk about all of this and also his powerful new book. Uh, this is, by the way, the 13th in his series. Uh, he has had 19 million copies in print overall. He's one of the biggest best-selling off- aw- authors. I think he's the biggest best-selling author ever. Uh, the great Bill O'Reilly, who hosts Common Sense with Bill O'Reilly, 9 to 10 p.m., Every weeknight on WABC Radio, he also joins, of course, Sid and Friends, and he joins another show that I'm very close to that I love called Cats and Cosby. And uh, the great Bill O'Reilly joins us now here on the Rita Cosby Show. Bill, thanks so much for being with us.
1: Sure, Rita. Thanks for having me. And I think we're a dynamite team at night on WABC. And uh, it's a pleasure to be on your program.
0: Absolutely. Absolutely. Thanks so much, Bill. It's always such an honor to have the show after your show, which is great. I listen to it every night, Bill. And uh, before we get to killing the witches, um, there's a lot of killing, as you know, that's going on in the East right now. And I want to get your take on what's happening overseas and also what's happening with our media coverage of it.
1: Sure. Uh, I come at it from a different uh, perspective than most uh, commentators in America. When this happened, I was in England, and um, English society is heavily sympathetic to the Palestinian cause. But immediately, there, weren't, there wasn't any violence or anything like that. In London, there were demonstrations in Trafalgar Square, which you would expect. Um, In America, it's much more emotional, and that's because of 9-11. I was not surprised that this happened. I wasn't anticipating it. I have to be honest. I didn't think it was going to happen, but I wasn't surprised when it didn't because the Saudis and the Israelis were very close to signing an agreement, which would have helped both uh, countries economically. And the jihadists don't want that, particularly Iran. Iran's biggest enemy in the Middle East is Saudi Arabia, beside Israel. So Iran had to sabotage this deal between Israel and Saudi Arabia. And this was the easiest way to do it, to promote an uprising, a terror attack by Hamas, which Iran controls 100 percent, and divert attention away. And it worked. The Saudis have now pulled back. There's no negotiations going on. I don't know what will happen to that agreement, but it'll be down the road and much harder to execute than it would have been had this not happened. Now, this is called geopolitics. And when I put on the television and watch these commentators, with all due respect, most of them don't know what they're talking about, Rita. They have no idea about the history and what is really happening in this world. Now, I wrote Killing the SS. If you want to know why Israel is there and what it's up against, you read Killing the SS. I also wrote Killing the Killers, about how the Obama and Trump administrations and Bush the Younger dealt with the jihad very specifically. This is what the United States did to downgrade the threat. And it was successful. We have not been attacked here in 22 years. All right. The intel services for the United States are good, but everybody was caught by surprise with this Hamas thing. That's disturbing. So anyway, I'm going to pause up now. I know you have some questions, but my point of view on these things is is a lot different than the emotional coverage you hear on radio and television all day long.
0: Do you believe, Bill, that also when you see, I don't know if you saw Canadian broadcasting, they put out apparently the senior, the higher-ups there saying, don't use the word terrorist. That's not really the right word to use to describe Hamas. Um, There seems to be a a struggle with some people in the media. Uh, New York Times apparently had the word terrorist, then they replaced it for gunman. Uh, I mean, they're almost trying to be politically correct.
1: Well, it's not almost. I mean, look, these people, and I'm generalizing now, are tied into the progressive movement, Rita. Both you and I know that one of the basic tenets of the progressive movement in America is that Israel is a fascist country and persecutes the Palestinians. That has been in stone since 1948. It has never changed. The Canadian government is progressive. The New York Times is progressive. NBC News was so outrageous that two of the largest Jewish groups in the country had to go to Philadelphia to talk to the director of Comcast, which owns NBC, to tell him to knock it off on MSNBC, which Brian Roberts did, under threat from the Jewish groups. They stopped. But MSNBC is 100% progressive. And that's what people they don't understand. They don't link it in to the basic philosophy in America that the progressive left believes Israel is a fascist country. It's all Israel's fault. And they have always believed it. And this, of course, enables the terror groups to operate a little more freely.
0: Yeah, no question. By the way, a thousand percent. in some of the rhetoric we've heard from college campuses—it has been astounding. Uh, Bill, you wrote this incredible new book. It just came out. It's called "Killing the Witches." Um, by the way, are you the biggest bestseller, uh, best-selling author out there?
1: Yes, I'm the the um, killing series is the best-selling nonfiction book series of all time on planet Earth.
0: Bravo, bravo, bravo. I knew it was. I I wanted to make sure, Bill, because I know it's always a home run.
1: I mean, the nuns, when I was in grammar school, said, O'Reilly, are you ever going to read a book? (laughs) (laughs) And now, the best-selling author on the planet, nonfiction.
0: Well, the nuns would be proud.
1: (laughs) The the killing the witches, what what that book is going to open at number two on the New York Times list on Sunday. Congrats. The hate Trump book beat it. And then the hate Trump book fell off 70 percent after the first week. Look, I don't know why people want to pay twenty five dollars to read more. But you hate Trump. You hate Trump. You got to write twenty five dollars to hate him more. I don't get it.
0: Right. By the way, your book is worth it because I learned so much in your book. I love your books. You know that, Bill. Not only are we friends, but I just, I love them.
1: I know how busy you are being on the radio 24 hours a day. 25. I'm tra- how they're, how they're trying to find busy.
0: another hour, Bill.
1: But, <laughs> but anyway, how killing the witches pertains to what we're dealing with in the world today is evil. So I write about evil in a lot of my books. And Hamas is evil. And it's not the Palestinian people that are evil. They're not. They're just caught under the thumb of powerful forces like Iran and Hamas. They're evil. And what happened in Salem in 1692 was evil. They executed 20 human beings for nothing based on testimony of nine-year-old girls who were hysterical. And the system allowed it. And that's why we don't have any, by the way, any religion in our constitution because of Salem witch trials. And then I, the reason I chose to write on this subject, The Witches of Salem, is because the witch hunt is back. Cult, canceled culture is a witch hunt. And we're not hanging people, but we're destroying their lives. And I have regular folks in the book, you know, we tell you about how their lives were destroyed by no due process. Accusation is conviction. which is exactly what happened in Salem. We're right back there. So the evil that men do is never going to go away. It's been here since Cain and Abel. And when people analyze what's happening in Israel and, and the threat that these terrorists pose to the Jewish people, You've got to accept the fact that this is evil. So if you want to understand it, you read killing the witches and then killing the killers and the stuff that I put out there, because I'm basing everything on what actually happened. I don't have to make anything up. I mean, and then we get into the modern day. Witches are basically people who commune with the devil, who have an association with the devil. And they were burned to death in Europe, Joan of Arc being the poster girl for that. In America, they were not burned. They were hanged because we were under the thumb of Britain, and Britain didn't permit burnings. Anyway, the evil that came out of all of this is still with us today. And then we go into the Exorcist movie at the end of Killing the Witches, because that dealt with, The Devil, Demonic Possession. Did you know that nine people associated with the filming of The Exorcist died? Wow. During production? Nine. And and the guy who directed it, William Friedkin, who passed away last month, was a pagan. And he witnessed all this. And after the movie was shot, he said, I have to reevaluate every part of my spiritual life based upon what I actually saw with my own two eyes. So there is evil in the world. Now, you can assign it to the devil. You can assign it to whatever you want to assign it to. But it is active, and we are seeing it right this minute in Gaza.
0: Every day, we rise, challenging ourselves to work for what we believe in. At U.S. Border Patrol, protecting our borders is more than a job. It's a calling. Agents answer the call, working together to keep our country and communities safe. If you are ready for a new mission, join U.S. Border Patrol and go beyond. Learn more at cbp.gov slash careers. Boy, is it applicable. I, as you're saying, Bill, I, I'm like it, the moment as you're talking about in history, as we are seeing the pure evil And going back to, as you talked about, I mean, suddenly what they rounded up, uh, 200 people, 20 were executed. Um, You're right. uh, Just based on, you know, thin testimony from somebody. What was the most surprising part when you were putting uh, Killing the Witches together? What was the most surprising part for you? I always love asking you that, Bill.
1: Benjamin Franklin. I did not know this. So the book opens with a witch burning in Scotland, which... uh, was not under British authority at the time, although the king uh, was back and forth. And then it goes to the Mayflower. And Rita, you and I would not have wanted to be on the Mayflower. Everybody goes, oh, Pilgrim's Mayflower, pass the stuffing. No. This was a harrowing, harrowing voyage from Plymouth, England to Massachusetts. And we put you right on the boat. And then when the Puritans got here, they were at each other's throats anyway because it was so punitive. The way they set up their colony, it wasn't, they couldn't do anything. Couldn't dance, couldn't sing, can't tell jokes. You, you know, got to be in church for eight hours. It was crazy. So these people moved to Salem. Okay. Salem witch trials get underway. The top witch hunter is a man named Cotton Mather, whose father, Increase Mather, was also a witch hunter, and the first president of Harvard. Which may be why Harvard's doing what it's doing today. Wow! <laughs> it's haunted by the chief witch hunter, Increase Mather. Anyway, Benjamin Franklin is a genius kid in Boston, and he gets on because the Boston papers are covering all this horror. And this was after it happened, and he visits Cotton Mather. Benjamin Franklin. He goes to his house in Boston. They have a long conversation, which we have right in the book. Franklin was so unsettled by this that for the rest of his life, he did not want anything to do with organized religion. And when it came time to forge the Constitution, Franklin said, no, we're not going to have any kind of religion in it. Because Patrick Henry, Roger Sherman, and a bunch of the other founders wanted America to be designated a Christian nation in writing in the Constitution. Franklin said no. Jefferson and Madison were on his side. They won. But it was a brawl. I didn't know any of that.
0: Yeah, so I didn't either. So I linked either.
1: it right in. Nobody knows
0: it. Right. Nobody knows that, it. By the way, I love, in your books, you always discover these amazing tidbits that are so important, but they're not out there.
1: It's like being an archaeologist. Yep. Yeah. Our research for the Killing Books, and this is number 13, is so extensive that Martin Dugard and I discover stuff all the time that nobody knows. But the basic premise that I want all WABC listeners tonight to understand is this. You've got to accept that evil is active in this world and in this country. You cannot look away from it. You have to confront it and destroy it if you can. If you don't, it's going to come for you. And most people, they don't want to even think about it. But it's there and it's active every single day of our lives.
0: Yeah, absolutely. And boy, is it what a profound statement given everything that's going on right now. Uh, Bill, you have, I know, another blockbuster. Obviously, it's another big bestseller and you are the biggest best bestselling nonfiction author ever. The nuns would be very proud, Bill. And, uh, this I is, hope so. <laughs> <laughs> this is unsure they are. Bill, you're great. And the book, everybody is killing the witches, uh, from the great Bill O'Reilly. Make sure you check it out. It is incredible. And boy, is it applicable to what we are seeing right now going on in the Mideast Uh, at such an uncertain time in the world, but to see this and to be able to apply it to today, uh, whether it's with Trump and whether it's with Israel, I mean, there's so many layers to this, Bill, and learning as I did just what you just shared there with Ben Franklin and the Harvard and all that. Wow, wow, wow. You always have so many great surprises. I love this book, and I tell everybody to get it. It's called Killing the Witches, everybody. Bill, thank you. You got to come back on again soon. We always love having you on.
1: Anytime, Rita. Thanks for having me in.